0: Okay, so I did talk about working with uh, Timber and <laughs> yeah, how that's right. just amazing it is. And uh, Aaron's texted in to say, I agree, Timber is stunningly beautiful. I'll be working with it today as well. I'll send photos when done. Yeah, Looking forward to that, Aaron. Super keen. Send those photos through. Uh, what's Ralph, you got to say here? Um, for the last 20 or 30 years, many Christian churches have been sending their pastors to be trained by Loyola's Techniques. Even when I was a manager with a very large Australian company 30 years ago, I, with other managers, were sent to be trained in these techniques. The children don't stand a chance. All is done in the name for the benefit of the recipient. It's called social engineering. It's an interesting thought. Um, You know, children don't don't stand a chance except for the grace of God. Mm. And I think we all agree on that. Uh, God is not dead. God is still there, and Mm. God is still looking out for the innocent. And so often, you know, we find uh, kids getting caught up in innocent situations. God even looks out for the deceived as well. Absolutely. Question of the day. <laughs> uh, that's pretty epic. What happened there? But, but are we going to do question of the day? Um We're not. No. no. Producers <laughs> are saying we're not doing we question are, of the day. We
1: are about 40 minutes Sorry. too early <laughs> for question
0: of the day. Liam just came on there at uh very very unexpectedly. So um yeah, w- w- welcome Liam. We weren't expecting you right then. To introduce <laughs> question of the day, but Nevertheless, you he did.
1: Hey, there you go.
0: Uh, we're having fun fun this morning. Okay, so those are our text messages. Uh, you guys should be quiet this morning. Send some more through. Our number is 0491 064 669. We're going to be studying uh, the covenant. We're going to be studying um, Exodus chapter 19 this morning. We've been working our way through the story of, well, the build-up to the book of Deuteronomy. We're actually going to start in Deuteronomy this morning. And so let's go there very quickly. So let's go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 34. And we're going to have a bit of a think about a question in relationship to this. I'm going to test your history out because I'm looking for an example that parallels, an example from history that parallels the experience of the Israelites coming out of Egypt all right. Like like biblical history? Yeah. Well, no, any kind of history. Any kind of history. Yeah. I'm looking for something that I mean, obviously there's not going to be another crossing of the Dead Sea the Red Sea. Yeah. Uh, that's unique. But something that's similar. Mm. Where you've got you know, because there are many nations where there are more than one nation within a nation. Sure. Say, for instance, Rwanda is a famous one. Yeah. You have Hutus and Tutsis, and we know all about how they don't like each other and (laughs) had a big genocide some years ago. For sure. Um, So there's two nations within one nation. So this is what you've got in Egypt. You've got two nations within one nation. Mm. You've got Egyptians and you've got Hebrews. And we have many examples of where you've got multiple nations in one nation and they split and they form new nations. Yugoslavia Mm. is a great example. How many countries came out of that? You've got Slovakia, you've got Croatia, you've got Bosnia, you've got... Serbia uh, You've probably got some more I, I don't remember all. There's the also nations. like the Czech Republic as well That whole yes, thing Yes yeah. The Czech Republic Which used to be Czechoslovakia That's right. Now you've got Slovakia And the Czech Republic Did I say Slovakia before? No No Okay good I'm getting my Eastern European nations Yeah Confused The yet. Holy Roman Empire You've got, you've got uh, <laughs> the USSR Which was one nation Yeah That existed long before Lawson was born And then it broke up into uh, How many? I'm not sure Broke up into a whole the, bunch The Eastern Bloc Yes yeah lots of different yeah. nations that broke so we but what i'm looking for in an example where rather than the nation just breaking up and some new boundaries being drawn mm. you've got a nation that is within another nation and the entire nation within that other nation stands up walks out leaves that nation entirely behind goes to a new area and colonizes a new area. I know exactly what it is. Oh, cool. Are you have got, got... Yes, yes, yes. It's go for It's called it. Tasmania. <laughs> right. Here we go. And to think that I thought we were going to have a serious Bible discussion <laughs> no. this morning and talk about some serious... How issues, is
1: that yeah. not true? A bunch of people literally just were like, oh, there's a little island
0: down there. I'm going to go live there and just left and... No, that was – okay, so the difference is this, and this is not what I'm looking for. That was a colonisation. Okay. So that's where one nation sent representatives, hand-picked ones Mm -hmm. by the finest judges in England, (laughs) to go to the great state of Tasmania and colonise it. (laughs) Yeah. But you still have the UK where they came from. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about let's say that you had a situation where every Welshman Decided, we're going to leave the UK and go to Tasmania. Well, Do we have another example like that? Because there's well, kind of like, like Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. Yeah, but they just drew a border between the two. Yeah, but they, they were, didn't leave. But they were one country, and then they were like. That's not what I'm looking for. Okay. It's not what Israel did. Because if you had that, you'd have the two states of Egypt. Okay. With a border between the two, you'd have the, the country of Goshen uh-huh. and the country of Egypt, and you'd have two different nations right there. That's not what the Hebrews did. They stood up, they walked out, they went somewhere else, and left the Egyptians behind. Hmm. I'm thinking it's fairly unparalleled in history. I'm I'm hoping that somebody Maybe like amongst our listeners can come up with an example where another example where this has ha- has happened. The migration of the Gaelics. You could
1: say? Maybe? Really? In in history? Um. Uh, hmm.
0: Yeah. The Jews in like being destroyed. Think about the migration of the Gaelics. The migration of the Gaelics was more of a spread. Okay. And then they were just reduced, 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 reduced until they just lived in Scotland.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, um I mean, I'm, I'm really
0: Yeah. I guess it's interesting, isn't it? Okay, Deuteronomy four and verse thirty-four. Let's see what the Bible says here. Deuteronomy, right. four, Deuteronomy and 34. four and verse thirty four.
1: 34, where the Bible says, Has any other God dared to take a nation for himself out of another nation by okay, means of trials, miraculous signs, wonders, war, strong hand, powerful arm, and terrifying acts?
0: So God comes along and he kind of lays down the, lays it all out here, doesn't he? He's like, has anybody
1: else done this? This is kind of like the second time he's done it, right? Like he's pulled Abraham out of a...
0: Ooh,
1: yes. Yeah, there's already been... Oh, and that's really interesting if you look at the history of the patriarchs, because they come out of Ur, they disassociate with the rest of the pagan world, they grow a nation. Well, by the time of Jacob, but then they go back into, you could say they they reassociate with the world with Egypt, and and it's like this is the the second time that they've came out of another nation. So re- really interesting. Yeah, there, I don't. It's a know. bit of a
0: precedent. This is this seems to be a thing that God does.
1: It's a yeah. bit of a thing. Oh. It's like real, some, some remnant going on there. Definitely, definitely. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different
0: radio. I mean, we have the story of the exile, uh-huh. which has similarities. The Babylonian exile has similarities, but it's not the same because here they were forcibly taken from their country. That's right. And then they returned. And we've probably got you know some examples of that in history. But
1: you could you could make the case for like the Christians post destruction of Jerusalem, like you've got Christian Christianity well as a religion, I guess you couldn't say they're a race, but as a group of people they're they're living within within Jerusalem like that's that's like where it's at mm-hmm. for Christians and then you have like it go out from there and then once the destruction of Jerusalem happens, there's no more Christians within the place of its origin.
0: Hmm. mm, interesting, interesting. Mm. Okay, but here is what here is what is definitely a one-off. Yes. And that is the miracles, the signs, the mm. wonders that God lists in Deuteronomy 4 and verse 34. Uh, did you read the whole verse? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that he does because this is definitely, you know, because he's basically saying, I'm God, there's no one else. I'm the only one who's God. That's right. And if you don't believe me, find this anywhere else in history
1: it's interesting like what, we, what we've been talking about has been like migrations and, and wars between factions and da, 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 like this isn't a situation where legit a whole just group of people got up and left mm. like where you know we see very political regular circumstances like whether it be colonization of Tasmania or whatever it may yeah be. we
0: see empires extending themselves yes rather than just like yeah we're gonna take the whole nation and go someplace else
1: yeah I
0: don't even know if that,
1: that's possible now, like being that like pretty much all land is claimed.
0: this is an interesting thought. maybe mm. maybe um maybe Tasmania should try that with say Victoria or something, you know <laughs> yeah. like we're gonna move to Victoria. <laughs> we're
1: just gonna rock up. Thanks. maybe Queensland can up and just leave.
0: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry.
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Stuart's out here giving us a hard time. He's just come on, guys. I'm choking on my porridge. Sorry, sorry Stuart. <laughs> still apologize. Let's get back to more serious things, and let's read what the Bible says in Exodus chapter nineteen and verse 4. So Exodus 19 and verse 4. In Exodus 19 and verse 4, the Bible says this,
1: You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself.
0: Yeah, so God, once again, here in this passage, is emphasizing the fact that, hey, check out the Egyptian gods. Mm. They ever done anything like this? Yeah, they built stuff, like, with slave power. Well, the Egyptians did.
1: The Egyptians built, yeah. For their gods. That's right. It's like I I am just saying like, you know, the, the might of the Egyptians is represented in their great slavery of other nations and yes. their great buildings and look at yes. the civilization that we've made. It's like, bro, it's just brick and mortar. Like did you
0: It's just slaves.
1: Did you pass did you did you split a sea in half and let us walk
0: through it, you know? Uh-huh. Like that's really uh-huh. what God did is you, saying. Did you like, drown a whole army? Did you did you bring a people did you did you win a battle over a world superpower without your people having to even so much as unsheath the sword? Yeah, dude. Just had to stand there and watch. It's like, okay, guys, this is. I want you to fight this battle. Just watch.
1: (laughs) Literally, like when they're completely cornered in, as well. Like in the the most awful military circumstances.
0: Yes, yes. (laughs) It's like Moses. I mean, the cloud. I mean, God led them to the worst place imaginable. Mm. And you would really be thinking, like, okay, uh, I'm not so sure about all this. And then look how it all works out. Wow. So God reminds them of all of this. Um, and the reason that he's reminding, of this is, the, reminding them of this is uh, because of the covenant that he is about to make. Mm. Yeah. So Vincent's just commenting that this is powerfully uplifting and encouraging verse uh, for him personally. Mm. So, there's a, that, I'm so I'm so glad, Vincent, that uh, you're blessed by this one and I would encourage, um, hey, guys, here's a great verse to memorise. I've never memorized either of these verses, either Exodus nineteen verse four or Deuteronomy four verse thirty-four, mm. but both of those would be well worth memorizing because mm. they, they, there's a there's a promise right there that we can cling to when things are going badly and we look like that we are boxed in. When yeah. we when we ever had that feeling like the Red Sea is in front of you, mountains are on either side, and the Egyptian army is behind you. If you feel like that today then go and memorize these two verses. Mm. Exodus 19 verse 4 and Deuteronomy 4 and verse 34. There's a bunch of fours there. Yeah. Okay, go memorize those two verses because then you will always have a reminder that God is always there. He will never fail you. Mm. No matter how bleak things look, God will God will bring you through. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's continue reading, and let's now read verse 5 and 6, please. So in verse 5 and 6 of Exodus 19, it says, Now if you will
1: obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth, for all the earth belongs to me. And you will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. This is the message you must give to the people in Israel.
0: Okay, so uh, what was God's purpose in bringing them out?
1: Um, that they would be his own special people. They would be his representatives in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so the word the, the, the idea of special treasure comes from the word the Hebrew word segala. Mm. Uh but it could be easily misunderstood. Uh the specialness came not from anything that was inherently uh holy and righteous in and of themselves. That's not where it came from. Uh, it was because of God's grace that had been given to them and because of the wonderful truths that he had bestowed on them, uh, truths that they were to follow as being a kingdom of priests. Mm. And so this is something you know where you could kind of read it through and misunderstand it like, oh, we're, we're, we're God's own special people, so we are better than everybody else. Yeah, wow. No. That's not what the word actually means. And you know, when you come down to the time of Jesus, you find that, that's the conclusion that the jewish people had come to and they're like well we're not going to go and you know hang out with gentiles we're not going to touch gentiles we're not going to go into the home of a gentile we're not going to become polluted by gentiles because we are the chosen people
1: man isn't it like they're just the craziest like logical gymnastics they have to go through to come to that conclusion Like, in the way that it played out, they're like, okay, we're God's own special people. He is chosen because we're so amazing. Therefore, we need to kick everyone out and live, like, really strictly. So, but it's like, it's like, but if you're already God's chosen special people, like, aren't you just good then? Like, aren't you just chilling? Like, you're already genetically superior than everyone else? Like, oh, no. And then we need to be isolated from everyone else, too, because then we're better for it. Like it's so random dude. And then it's like, and then they're like, okay, so we're doing a really good job of isolating ourselves. Oh, except we're currently under Roman rule. And you know, by the time you get down to, yeah, to where Jesus is, it's like, Oh yeah. Now country is completely compromised. And our temple is used to serve the Roman empire. And it's just wild. eh? it's like, it is. I bro, like wake up. Like, what do you have to be proud about
0: at this point in time? Mm. Now it's an interesting concept and one that you know certainly brought them unstuck back mm. in the day you know and if we look at this particular passage right here, they immediately having heard it they immediate they immediately don't get it mm. okay, so here we've got uh Chris texting through the Magyars moved moved west from the steppes and settled in the Dan- Danube valley, also known as the Hungarians okay, there you go. So like I kinda of felt I kind of felt that there was history within that region somewhere where you've got a parallel. Mm. I mean it's not an exact parallel because you didn't have God coming in and opening the uh the, the Red Sea and so forth, but good good thought right here. Mm. So yes, it's it's true. The uh the steppe peoples steppe the history of the steppe peoples is a very fascinating history. Mm. Um Yeah. Why do they call them the Steppe people? Because they live in the steppes. Okay, fair S-T-E-P-P-E-S. Ah, okay. Those kind of steps. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, I think that's where Caucasian people come from. Oh, nice. The word Caucasian has never made any sense to me. <laughs> I love I knew you were going to say this. This is one of Lyle's rants. Here we go. So wh- why not? Because Western people, European people are called Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Who come from Asia. But they're European. Okay. Anyway, whatever. What? we're just... Sure. I don't know. Why, why, don't why, why do we call European, European people Asian people? I don't they, know. No, but
1: they, that's what the cork is so important for us. It's a differentiation. Maybe
0: you're right. Maybe I don't understand the... Sounds like ...etymology. It. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay. So. Yes. In, during the song, I, uh-huh. I, I, I blitzed... Crammed my magyar history ah okay, and to, just to look at just to look at the comparisons and the differences between that and the exodus, so the exodus was something that took place uh, in a matter of weeks uh then the intention was that you know they would enter into the promised land within a twelve month period you know they come up to the borders of the promised land within a twelve month period and so you've got about you know a one year gap here, and of course, the reason for that is that God wanted to take them out into the wilderness and to you know teach them the ten Commandments and so forth Mm-hmm. And so this is a very short space of time. Uh, if you compare that with the Magyars, the um, the migration that took place is more of a migration than an exodus because it takes place over about a thousand years mm. and it gradually moves. It moves a very long distance, infinitely further than what the uh, Jewish people moved out of uh, Egypt. Uh, but it is a, a slow process. Uh, Where they just sort of gradually migrate further and further and further and further west. Mm. And then there's a whole bunch of historians who actually dispute it anyway. (laughs) Which is kind of how it is with the past. Anyway, let's have a look (laughs) here. We've got a, uh, uh, let me see, a few. But that's, I really appreciate that um, that text coming through uh, about Magyar history. That's certainly going to occupy my mind for the rest of the day.
1: He's going to be Dr. Google tonight. Oh, you have no idea. Dr. Wikipedia is coming out.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. So, yes, Yes. Stuart says, it was absolutely conditional, strict hearing and obedience to what God says. And we're going to read, that's in Exodus chapter 19, the uh, covenant here. And we're going to read, uh, yeah, exactly what the covenant says and some of the faults that there were with this particular covenant as a result of that. Uh, Let me see. We've got Braden says, like the Jews, we also missed the point about being a chosen people. We are supposed to be a treasure to God, a people that is a shining light to the world, not a light in a cupboard. Mm -hmm. Light doesn't do much good if it's in the cupboard. That's right. All it's going to do is set the cupboard on fire. Maybe that's not such a bad thing. Maybe (laughs) we need to do that. Maybe we need to set the cupboard on fire. (laughs) Anarchist Lyle, let's burn the world down. You know, Jesus talks about, you know, you don't hide a light under a bushel. Yeah, that's right. Well, maybe just light the whole bushel on fire. Let's get this thing blazing. <laughs> let's make it happen. You
1: know, I heard there was a group of people who said a similar thing. They were named uh, the crusades. Um they they tried to th- pull off not it. that kind of light. <laughs>
0: Not that kind of life. Okay, uh, what have we got? Ruffy says, no other nations in the history of the world who were conquered, their nation destroyed, and then for 2,000 years wandering through the world has ever come back and become a nation again. That's also very unique. Mm. You know, because they were destroyed as a nation in 70 AD. Mm. And in 1948 they became a nation again. That is bizarre. That's, that's got to be a yeah. that is unparallel- World Record right there. Oh, yes. <laughs> and will never be repeated again, I am sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, truly uh, very, very special history in relationship to the Exodus, then the exile, then the diaspora, and now the nation of Israel. I Actually, you know what? I'm going to break that record.
1: I'm going oh, st- to start my own nation of Babylon. Um, Why don't you call start the nation of Lawson instead? No, because they didn't exist in the past. Right Oh Yeah so I'm going to get a part A previous nation Yes That has existed Uh huh
0: That doesn't exist today Well it does There are Babylonians If you go to Iraq today You will meet people Who call themselves Babylonians
1: It's not real Babylon Well I guess they're ethnically Babylon
0: They're ethnically (laughs) Babylonians (laughs)
1: Okay. Okay. Let's. I'll find a different. I'll be like. Okay, I am just, just found your own nation. I, I am a modern day Edomite.
0: <laughs> be an ancestor, not a, not a, not a, not a descendant. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Lawson in Town. It's my backyard, <laughs> and it will be full of motorbikes. I'll, I'll claim it as like a tax exemption. Right, let's get back to our Bible study. Right, yeah,
0: we probably should do that. Okay, so we're reading here that God makes a number of promises here. And this covenant that he makes at this particular point is what the Bible actually refers to as the Old Covenant. Mm. And the Bible says that it is faulty and it has poor promises in it. But when I read this here, you know where the Bible says, Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you will be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Mm. Okay. Is there anything wrong with these promises? No. Is there any fault with what God has said? No. No. Does God make anything that is faulty? Nope. Then why does the Bible describe the old covenant as containing poor promises and being faulty? Uh, Because it's made to poor people. Ah, because made to poor people. Let's see what they say in, uh, well, verse 7 and 8. In Exodus 19, uh,
1: the Bible continues on and says, So Moses returned from the mountain and called together the elders of the people and told them everything the Lord commanded him. And all the people responded together, We will do everything that the Lord has commanded. So Moses brought back the people's answer to the Lord. Okay, so did God make some good promises here? Yeah. Yes. I want that promise. Like, And what did the people promise to do? They were like, God sounds really great. And in, in response... We will be
0: perfect, okay, so they promised to be perfect. yeah, how perfect were they? um well, not very <laughs> a few weeks later, what are they doing?
1: um well, it, I would conservatively say that they're dancing and worshiping a golden cow. yes, I would unconservatively say that they were doing terrible things yes. <laughs> Yes. Really, really awful, terrible things. Ter- terrible things
0: is probably an appropriate word for radio.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Okay, so they're worshipping a golden calf, and this is just a few weeks later. Mm. Okay, so why why did this happen? Why didn't they keep their promise? Um, I mean, they went in with such confidence. God says, okay, do everything that I say, and you'll be a kingdom of priests and the holy nations. They're like, we will do it all. Mm. Here's the Ten Commandments. Yep, we'll keep every one of those Ten Commandments. Why didn't they? Well, because... They're human beings bent towards sin,
1: mm-hmm. um, but simultaneously, simultaneously as well, like they
0: they. It's very clear that they're unconverted. That's the issue. That is the issue, right there. Because you can keep the Ten Commandments, yeah, through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. A spirit-filled person can keep the Ten Commandments. Mm. It's a person who is unconverted for whom that is impossible. Mm. And this is something that they did not understand, and they did not get at all. And I believe it's one of the reasons why God didn't just sort of step in and say, "Whoa, whoa, 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 wait, guys, don't go promising that because you can't do it. Let me, you know, exp- explain how it works. You know, maybe we needed to, maybe all the explanations in the in the world, because I mean, there's plenty of explanations in the Bible previous to this point. Maybe all the explanations in the world." are not as good as actually experiencing something for yourself. And when they've experienced it for themselves, they've gone, oh, no, Mm. we are really broken people. We really do need the sacrifice of the lamb. We really do need to have the conversion experience. We really do need to have Jesus walking in our life, and we really, really do need to be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, not just the blood of a bull. Mm -hmm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
1: So that means it is now time for
0: question of the day.
1: Correct timing there, exactly 40 minutes after the uh, false question of the day. But our question of the day today is, all right, Well, this is from Freco, and you've mm. got to really pay attention here. Without explaining symbols, etc., and proving verses, what is a straight-up simple answer with no detours? At the end of the day, what is Revelation trying to say?
0: Okay, this kind of feels like a challenge. Yeah, I've I've got to explain Revelation. Okay, let's let's just do this uh, with no verses, no symbols, and no detours. That's right, straight up, straight up, straight as up, simple, simple. as I can. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Freco's really ra- ra- laid down the challenge right here. Uh, is this possible to do? Let me have uh, my best crack at it. Mm-hmm. All right. Revelation is the revealing of the character of God. Okay. That's the most straight-up simple, that is what Revelation is all about. Uh-huh. It is the revealing of the character of God. Mm-hmm. Now, you could accuse me of using Revelation 1 verse 1 to do that. (laughs) There's a lot of verses. I'm I'm not going to use Revelation 1 and verse 1. I'm just going to use the title of the book. The title of the book is The Revealing. Well, what is it going to reveal to us? It is going to reveal to us the character of God. Yeah, well... So now, having said that, that's my answer to Freco's question. And I'd be interested to see whether I have risen to the challenge or not. Let me expound on it a little bit just because I've got another three minutes and I can. And it's my microphone and this is the, (laughs) this is my radio (laughs) show. It's my platform. That's right. So I'm going to expand on this now. But in expanding on it, I'm going to try and stay within the stipulations here of not using, uh, what am I like? No, no, no verses, no symbols and no detours. Uh huh. Okay, Revelation reveals Jesus Christ. Uh It reveals the character of Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ's purpose in coming to this world was to reveal the character of the Father. And so in doing so, Jesus Christ is revealing the character of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So Revelation is all about revealing the character of God. Revelation does not just reveal the character of God because in order to understand goodness... You have to have an understanding of evil. Mm. And so the book of Revelation also reveals the character of Satan. Mm. You see, it is the revealing. Now, is its primary purpose to reveal the character of Satan? No, its primary purpose is to reveal the character of God. The character of Satan is revealed. It is exposed. His plans, his purposes, you know, what he's trying to accomplish is, is all exposed so that we can contrast it with the character of God. Yep. What God is trying to accomplish in this book is say, okay, this is who I am and I am good. Now, if you don't believe me or if you have questions about that or if you think maybe there's some parts of uh, what it means to be good you know, that you know, you're unsure about, then I will reveal the opposite. This is the opposite of good over here. This is Satan. This is what Satan is doing. This is what his plans are. And so it reveals the character of Satan, it reveals the character of God. It reveals the character of Satan so that it can reveal the character of God because you can appreciate light mm. when it's dark. If I switch on a really bright torch during the day, it's like whatever. But if it's pitch dark in at the bottom of a cave or a coal mine and you switch on that light, it suddenly has relevance. Mm. And so what God is doing is he is revealing his character. Um, And and so in in doing so, the book of Revelation then becomes all about the great controversy between Christ and Satan. Mm. The idea behind it is this, is that when we who have the power of choice understand and see what love is versus what Satan is, that we will choose love and that we will serve God. Wow. When we see when we see that contrast. So the book of Revelation, the purpose of the book of Revelation is to reveal the character of God. Why is it going to reveal the character of God? It's going to reveal the character of God so that we can choose God. Okay, so if it reveals the character of God so that we can choose God, why is that important? Because the only way of getting rid of sin other than us choosing God is for God to remove our power of choice. And if God removes the power of choice, then love ceases to exist. So it reveals the character of God, and it reveals love and how God has given us this gift and will never take it away because he will never take away our power of choice. There's my best crack at it, Freco. Hope that uh, was helpful. This is Alison Brook with... Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.